everyone. Welcome to HubShots episode 264. In this episode, we talk about optimizing customer experience with HubSpot Service Hub. And we'll dive into overcoming department silos, Service Hub departments, feedback survey thank yous that we ran, and knowledge base. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot focused podcast where we discuss HubSpot tricks, tips, and strategies for growing your sales, service, marketing, and operations results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Belly from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? I'm really well and very thankful to all the listeners that submitted feedback on our feedback survey last week. Yes, we were so excited because we actually saw some coming in while we were recording, wasn't it? It was really good. And we'll go through some of the feedback in a minute or two. But firstly, we're actually going to get on to overcoming silos. Now, this is an idea that you raised with me earlier, Ian, and I thought it was such a good point about how businesses can fall into the trap of assuming that their role defines or constrains which parts of HubSpot they can use. So for example, if they're in the marketing team, then they're only really supposed to be using the marketing tools, email, landing pages, social ads, that kind of thing. And likewise, if they're in the customer support team, well, they're only really supposed to use Service Hub. They can't use anything else. And on it goes. And you made a really good point. And that's what we're going to explore this entire episode that actually it doesn't matter which hub it's in, it can be actually used across the entire company and across departments. And to illustrate that, we're actually going to use Service Hub as an example of a tool because we're going to dive into a whole bunch of Service Hub things tonight, which can be used by all departments. And I think it's a really good point. People fall into this trap and they don't realize that they can cross-utilize tools across departments. That's right. And I think the really key thing that people forget, it's one data set, right? And it's the tools that people are using. So when we think about the single customer view that we have and all the interactions that are happening, they're all quite key in understanding how they are behaving and what they're doing and how they interact with us. So it's a lot of insight. I call it my customer intelligence Timeline, because that's what it's giving people in the business intelligence. All right, so let's let's take a step back. So why Service Hub, right? And HubSpot says it actually helps you conduct seamless onboarding, enable flexible customer support, and deepen customer relationships. And Service Hub really delivers efficient end-to-end service that delights customers at scale. And there it is, that big word, scale. So when we think about what does it include, on a very high level, conversational tools. So we're talking about inbox, we're talking about the bots, we're talking about having that single place from of conversation, help desk automation, knowledge-based functionality, feedback surveys, reporting, and more. And all this is powered from the CRM that gives your business one unified view of the customer interaction that we were just talking about. Well, that's right. But I actually want to push back against HubSpot's own definition. And as per your whole insight for this show, it's not just about when they become a customer and from then on. It can help with sales. It can help with marketing. It actually helps with the entire flywheel. Yes, I'm embracing the flywheel, Ian. But yeah, it's across all parts. And so I actually think that's the problem with the definition. It's it's said, oh, it's just customer support. And people think, oh, it's a help desk utility. 
And what we want to do on this show is say, no, it's actually much wider than that, the breadth in which you can use it. And so I guess let's let's dive into one part of it, which is um, customer surveys. And we ran our own custom feedback survey. So if you listen to this show and uh, and we're talking about this custom survey, have a look in the show notes because there is another custom survey that there's a link to that you can click and do the survey that we've put in. But we're just going to share with you some of the f- wonderful feedback we had and the suggestions around the show. And some of this will come come to fruition as the weeks go by. But here, we're just going to share a few things. So the first one was someone said, how about an integration shot of the week? And we really like that because we are a platform and lots of things are talking to HubSpot. So that's actually a really good suggestion. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. Oh, by the way, we're only sharing suggestions for ways to improve. We actually got a whole lot of nice comments from people saying, oh, you're fantastic. No suggestions. It's excellent. So thanks. We, we, we didn't think we'd put them in the show notes and just kind of <laughs> do the humble bragging. But thank you for those. That actually meant a lot to us. The second one, someone said, how I wish I could access the archives. And we just wanted to highlight that although you can't access the email archives, you can actually access all the show notes archives because they're all on the show. So you just go to our episodes page and you can review all the show notes for every single show back to episode one six years ago. Uh, next one was specific industry use cases. And sometimes you do hear us talk about specific industry use cases because Craig and Zen focus a lot on the SaaS space. And then myself, we focus a lot on automotive building, uh, high-end luxury goods, and anything that uh, takes a long sales process. So, and a lot of it is physical. So, Yeah, but I think use cases are good. And we're actually, I'm actually going to highlight one when we come to the knowledge base later. Yep. Next was um, people said they're interested in HubSpot Starter. And so we're going to add some links to two recent podcasts we do that maybe people weren't aware of where we talked about HubSpot CMS Starter and then HubSpot CRM Suite Starter. So those two to get started. And then maybe in future episodes, uh, we will review, we have done them before, we will review HubSpot Marketing Starter and Sales Starter. All right. And then we've got people said they want more videos. They obviously want to see us, Craig. (laughs) Yes. So we will be doing more videos. Uh, They want more focus on new features. I think this was something that came out from more than one person. They were saying, need to keep me up to date with new features because I just miss it. I'm using the product and I miss the new stuff. So we will try to do that. Well, there was one really interesting one. It said creating a four-page guide to getting starter set up. And I guess this could span across the board, but it was very specific and rather interesting. So I think we will look at doing that. Someone said there's too many shots of the week. And I think that's that's actually a reasonable comment. We've got a shot of the week. Sometimes we have app of the week. Sometimes we have... You know, we've got everything of the week. We've gone crazy with the shots. So we will try and rein that in a bit. And then someone also said um, shorter versions. So quick five-minute episodes. So we're going to look at that, maybe not changing the format of this particular show, but cutting it up into little mini episodes that you can consume, perhaps on YouTube. All right. And then finally, more hands-on advice for using HubSpot. I hope you do find that uh, a lot of the show notes is actually hands-on advice. But if you want something detailed, we do offer coaching, don't we, Craig? Well, we do. Um, I'd love people, because if you're getting the show notes reply, tell me what you'd like hands-on advice for, because we will try to include that in the show. But if it is quite 
detailed or very specific to your area and you need a bit of our time, then yeah, check out hubshots.com and you can um, book in time with us as well. All right. So we're going to be continuing on with more Service Hub, but we thought we'd go to some quick shots of the week. And there are two things of interest. And the first one is customer reporting now supports rolling date ranges in filters, which it didn't do before, which is a big frustration. And the second one, Craig? Uh, just some API updates for their pages and HubDB APIs up to version three. Uh, full disclosure, I haven't looked at these. I just saw that they were there. And so I know we've been getting with some clients more requests around the whole API uh, integration piece. So yeah, some new versions rolling out. All right, on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week. And we're going to talk about the Service Hub knowledge base. So we've deliberately chosen a Service Hub feature to talk about our marketing hub, our marketing feature of the week. And this is deliberate as in keeping with this thought that we, we started. It's like Service Hub can work across all your departments. And the knowledge base is probably a perfect example of functionality that isn't just for customer support after they purchase, but can be used in sales and marketing as well. And for example, I've put a link, here's a, a kind of a hands-on or a use case in one of our own brands. This is in our Zen Solar brand where we do digital marketing for solar dealers. You can go and check. We've got a whole knowledge base built out and there's articles across sales pieces, marketing and actually for customers as well. So that's an example of where we're using the knowledge base on the marketing side because we've actually got campaigns, remarketing campaigns that we're running on Facebook, some of which push directly to a knowledge base article. It's just part of, I guess, that engagement progression we go through with them. So there you go. Perfect example. Marketing um, feature of the week is actually using a part of Service Hub. Okay, now I do want to just quickly touch on something, Craig, and it's not in the show notes, but something that you mentioned to me before when we were talking about a particular product and you were evaluating it over the weekend. And what you told me you did was you went through their entire knowledge base. You set up a trial account. You went through the entire knowledge base, got your questions answered, and that kind of formulated your a decision to either buy the product or not buy the product. And I thought that was really fascinating because I guess to an extent I do that, but I didn't see it such in depth the way you you were doing it. And I thought, here's an opportunity for us and for everybody that listens to this show to think about, you might not realize, but there are people out there like Craig scouring knowledge bases, looking to see how good the support is, learning things so they can help themselves get the most out of your product and are you actually doing that that's exactly right that's an excellent example and so yeah knowledge base as a sales channel all right so here's some quick tips knowledge based article best practice checklist and this is from hubspot it was from a download uh, we got but we thought it was really good and so we just took this part out of it and we wanted to highlight it in the show right so I'm just, it's about six points. It says, did you run this process by a customer or a fellow employee to see if they're able to follow along? That's really clear. Second one, do you use visual aids such as images, videos, and or GIFs where appropriate? Third one, Craig? Do you explain the process directly, clearly, and concisely without unnecessarily, 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 unnecessary, filler words and i was just going to say 
I think they used a few filler words there, but I know. <laughs> and uh, fourth one, do you provide related articles for similar issues or topics? That's a really good one. Fifth one, do you provide continued contact information for readers who still need help? Now, that's one that I see people forget all the time. Just make it really hard for people to contact them. And finally, do you set a reminder to revisit the article periodically to ensure the content is accurate and up to date? This is really important. And I'll just tell you how we do it. Tara actually set all this up for us internally. We use teamwork for our project management. You can create recurring tasks in teamwork. So for every single article we've got on our knowledge base, we actually have a task And for some, they're annually checked. For others, they're six months. And there is a couple that are just three monthly to be reviewed. And all the tasks are assigned to someone. And it's just when it comes, they get assigned, they check it. Once they've checked it or updated, they just tick off the tasks done. And of course, it's recurring. It pops up again six months later. Very easy to do, but very important to do. And so that's also a way to ensure that the 50 or so knowledge base articles that we have doesn't kind of proliferate into 80, which turns out to be duplicates and things like that. It's very centrally controlled and managed. So I think that's a really good item uh, as part of the best practices checklist. Now, if you're thinking about why would you want to use another system, you might be using Asana, you might be using some other systems internally. If you're not, you can actually set up recurring tasks in HubSpot now to have this happen. So don't think that you don't have to go somewhere else, but you can actually do it within HubSpot to make sure that that happens. All right, HubSpot sales pitch of the week is Service Hub Custom Survey Responses. And look, I think it's obvious now to listeners what we're doing, but here's another example. It's our sales feature, and we're actually talking about a Service Hub feature for this shot. Yes, and so in this one, in this custom survey, you could potentially ask prospects or visitors about pain points or desired features or areas of improvement they they want. And this could be a goldmine of information for your sales teams to chat through with prospects. One of the things that we have done and I've spoken about in the show previously is five days after an inquiry comes through and which gives uh sales enough time to talk to the person, including a weekend, a survey gets kicked off to that person to see how the interaction was with that sales individual. And this happens automatically. And you very quickly find out when people don't follow up. And you also find out all this great feedback that people are having in the sales process about people taking the time to a care to answer the questions, talk to them about the product, provide them data sheets, and people actually walk away from that feeling really good. And I'd have to say for one of our customers, that's what I see all the time. It's pretty rare that I get these bad ones that come through, but it's such a good indicator. And what I've actually started doing is taking some of the feedback and using it in the sales process as testimonials because they're coming back now because people are feeling it in. And I'm using that as go, well, we can use the testimonials. Like they're so unsolicited. It works so well. So I'd encourage you to do that. All right. Onto our HubSpot service feature of the week. And we talk about this is the quickest way you can get started with Service Hub. Now, this is if you are getting a Service Hub professional. And listeners, you know, I kind of held off on this for a while and you did too, Craig, but we, we ended up getting Service Hub for ourselves because we started using it for our customers and we're like, man, this is so good. Why are we not using it in our own businesses? And so we're now both big advocates and users of Service Hub in our businesses. But the quickest way that I have found to get started with 
Service Hub is a very simple customer satisfaction survey. And if you're walking along and thinking, what is that? Essentially, you would have seen this within HubSpot and other sites. It's a simple email or a pop-up on the site that has three smiley faces, a a red face, an orange face, and a green face, right? And listeners, if you don't know what it is, go to hubshots.com and you will see when we've set it up. I've got a little thing about what that is, but it is by far the easiest thing you can set up and get feedback straight, almost straight away. It's, it's, it's amazing. All right. On to our HubSpot workflow action of the week, Craig. Well, it's actually not workflow action. It's almost workflow trigger of the week. And this is a very simple, by the way, here's a use case uh, for people who gave us that feedback. Very quick way to use a trigger to prioritize tickets. So this is one you've used uh, with one of your clients, Ian. Correct. And so listeners, this is actually looking at the company revenue that that company has brought in for you. It's looking at total revenue. So you can make that number. In this case, we've just put $1,999. And what we essentially do is when we see that, we say, hey, set the ticket priority high. And maybe it has to go to a particular person, so you could assign to a particular person. But it's really simple. So that total revenue, uh, what that's coming from deals associated with the company? Correct. So there you go. But a really good one, just to prioritize tickets as they come in. On to our inside of the week, Craig. We've called this visible versus invisible costs. And this is simply the consideration of whether you're spending too many hours implementing stuff to save too few dollars. So for example, HubSpot is quite expensive in some areas when you compare it to other products, especially in the marketing automation space where there is uh, some very cheap alternatives. What we wanted to highlight, and this, well, this is a HubSpot-focused podcast. We're talking about HubSpot because this could apply to any platforms. You do have more expensive platforms. We've seen these in other areas as well. But people often go for the cheapest platform because it's the visible cost, and yet they don't factor in the invisible cost, which is all the time it takes to implement. And this week, you and I have both had, or actually last week, you and I both had experiences of frustrations with cheaper tools that ended up taking hours to implement something that, say, in HubSpot would only take a few minutes. So uh, what was your example first? Then I'll give mine, Ian. So mine was another marketing automation tool. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to create a pop-up because we wanted to put in front of people a piece of content that they could download and really understand because, again, a lot of people we find – Uh, are going for people at the end of their journey. So we're trying to think, well, people are on the site. We can see there's traffic, there's there's things happening, but why are they not converting? Okay, well, can we give them something and discover where they are in their journey? So I said, let's create a pop-up. Anyway, what we would have done and taken 10 minutes in HubSpot and had a custom field to collect their journey, we couldn't do it in this tool. We, We found a way to do it, but I would say instead of taking 10 minutes, it took like more like two hours to do the same thing, to get it to the same standard, to get it launched. So I was feeling really frustrated after that. And after doing it, I still couldn't get the 100% effect that I was after, you know, because I wanted to find out where they are in their journey. I didn't didn't just want to name it an email. Mm. I wanted another piece of data. And that was my example. I think that's a really good one. That's um, a couple of hours. In my example, we're helping a client. They've got an older marketing brochure where site 
that really needs to be totally refreshed. And we're, we're actually saying you should just build it in HubSpot. But every month, they actually spend a lot of money with us sending through changes to update it because they can't do it themselves and we, our team can. Just updating pages, are adding things here, but new templates have to be created. There's no drag and drop on this site. So we're doing all these things for them. I'm just like, wow, do you realize how much you're spending with us every month just to do these things. We'd much rather be doing strategy and, you know, HubSpot implementation, all these kind of things. But they're, I guess, paralyzed with the the sticker shock of HubSpot CMS Pro as a cost. It's like, oh, wow, it costs so much money compared to WordPress. Like, well, yeah, but do you realize the hidden costs, the invisible costs of all of this time that we're spending, and by the way, they do mock-ups in Word and put screenshots and try and send through to us, and then we try and make it work. It's just like, man, this could all be just done with drag-and-drop builder in HubSpot or things like that. Look, it wouldn't just have to be HubSpot. They could rebuild the site, another tool. So it's not as though HubSpot's the only way to get greater efficiency. The point that we're making is that are you just focusing on those visible monthly subscription costs and ignoring all the hidden implementation costs because they may well be substantially larger. Correct. And I think we often forget it. Like even we do silly things and it's a good reminder to all of us to be thinking in a in a manner where we're thinking about how can we optimize our tools and what we're use, using and how much time we're spending in them. All right. On to our throwback of the week, Craig. All I'm hearing is the sound of crickets. That's right. And listeners, you'll have to look at the show notes to have a look to find out. All right, resource of the week. We have put a link to all of HubSpot's customer service resources in one place, and they've actually done a pretty good job there. I've uh, downloaded quite a few of those and gone through them, and some of that is in the show. And Craig, finally, our quote of the week. This is a good one you found. It says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that was uh, Theodore Roosevelt. And there's a little photo under that quote, which is not at all related, but it's a picture of Baby Yoda. And listeners, I just want to take, um, just because we're about to finish the show, but just take a minute to say, uh, when I arrived at our office uh, this morning, there was a box from Amazon and I brought it up. It was was addressed to me uh, and I opened the box, didn't remember ordering something. And inside there was this nice gift bag. I opened the gift bag and in there was a Baby Yoda toy. And I'm just going to, I don't know if we even, we record this as a Zoom video, but I'm going to bring up Baby Yoda. He's so adorable because I love Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian. And here he is. (laughs) Say something. (laughs) I don't know if that's coming through. Oh, it sure is. Might have to get Chris to edit that in. Oh, there he goes. So, listeners, you need to watch this on YouTube. You can skip the rest of it, but come to the right, right to the last few minutes, and you'll see Baby Yoda make an appearance. He's adorable. It's so, his little ears move, and, and his eyes. Oh my goodness! Anyway, thank you, Ian. That cheered me up no end. I was just oh, that was the anyway, oh, and sorry, listeners. It was a gift from Ian. He'd sent me a surprise <laughs> gift. Oh my goodness! Anyway, Baby Yoda. 
keeping there the company. There you go. And finally, there is some training, and that's everything really in HubSpot Academy. That's really to service hub and service, so not just also about how you manage process. So I encourage you to look at that and upskill your team. And I would not have this just for the service team. I would actually make everybody in the organization do this training and understand what it takes in that service role because what you'll discover as people um, travel along their journey is that they'll even in sales, they will be able to help people a lot greater when they understand what's happening in service and vice versa. Well, listeners, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Again, if you haven't got the show notes, go to hubshots.com and get the show notes delivered to you every week. Now, I'll tell you that because we often hear back from people and some of the survey feedback has been, I wish I had got these notes a lot earlier. So sign up and get it in your inbox. Even if you miss us every week, you will still know what's going on and be ahead of the game with that newsletter. Well, until next time, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. (laughs) Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. To get the latest show notes, HubSpot tips and resources, sign up at hubshots.com. You can also book time with us to help you grow better with HubSpot.